Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. Tomorrow is Gen Con. Oh, Jesus. My God. This place where we record, where I do the editing, where we prep for everything is chaos. It is a mess in here. Uh, There's a lot going on this weekend, but we are super excited about it. We've got dice for everybody who's coming to play. We've got some large foam dice for the guys to use during the show so they can throw them out when they fail. Uh, we have got ribbons to add on to your ribbon trail for your Gen Con badge. We got all kinds of stuff going on, so we hope to see you there. If you see us in passing, say hello. I don't know about these guys. I'm a hugger, and you don't have to warn me. Same. I'll want a warning, but I'll get into it eventually. Okay. Same. Your warning. So two warnings to... I, I would just appreciate it. I yeah. like to have the right of refusal, please. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tass and I are very much a... We like to be tackle hugged or as they called it on the x-men form that we used to glomp glomp yeah Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um if you are coming to gen con and you have not yet rsvp'd to the crit crew meetup after the live show on saturday make sure to do that uh you can go to the critshowpodcast.com go to events and there's a link under there to rsvp Uh, we actually have a couple people that we have worked with in the gaming industry who are going to stop by and say hello we'll have some drinks uh, a little pizza and we'll have a good time it's a beautiful space Thursday or Friday, we will send you an email reminder and also have a little video that Tass narrated to show you how to get inside. We got stuff to do. Yeah, so much to do. So little time. We got to go pick up our badges tonight. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Yeah. See y'all out there. Uh, So, Jake, you get over to the door and you open it up and what you see is a sprawling forest. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to escort people out then. If the floor is getting hot, just yeah. at least get everybody out this door. And they do. They Everybody goes out, and they're very excited. And, you know, they get out into the grass, and some of them lay down, and some of them kneel down, and they're just looking up at the sun and breathing in the fresh air. You get to the end of the day of your travel, and you can only feed five of you. As you are going around and kind of dealing with everybody, one of the people in the camp, as you pass by them, something looks off about them. Like, they don't look the way you thought they looked before. Like, they still look completely normal. They look completely fine. But you remember, like, the ratio of the races and men to women being different. 
something's off in the ratio compared to what you thought was there when you were leading everybody out of the jail cell. Is the head count the same? Yes. Do I know which person seems different? There's an extra male dwarf where before there was a female elf. Uh, I'll stop at that male dwarf and just be like, what did you say your name was again? And the dwarf in the sleeping bag rolls over and looks up at you and you see that it has the exact face that TJ now has. And he says, Tank, you know that. What's the matter, Echo? Is, is, wait, hold on. Is TJ somewhere? Like if I look to my left, is TJ over there sleeping? You see another TJ over there sleeping. Do I remember which one I was having a conversation with and where they went to lay down? You don't. Everybody milled around the campfire and then laid down. Uh, but I'm, I'm suspicious. Like, right. We've established that I've noticed enough here that I'm, I was confused about this before. Yes. There are clearly two TJs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, do you remember when you moved into my house? Did we have a leather couch or a a cloth couch at that point? He looks at you and furrows his brow. I don't fucking know that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember what kind of couch we had? I mean, you were on it like every day. Yeah, a couch is a couch, man. Well, I'm convinced that this is TJ. <laughs> I'm going to go over to the other one that I know is a double. Okay. And are, are they, is, is he asleep? Yeah. I'm going to wake that one up. Ah, what? What kind of car do you drive? You know what kind of car I drive. Okay, well, the fact that he knows what a car is answers this question for me. And I'm going to run back over there. You run back across the sleeping bodies, and sure enough, you get to an empty sleeping bag. Oh, my God. Can I look around and see if there's any sign of where this person went? Uh, Yeah, roll discern realities. At least that's not a negative anymore. Ooh, 11. Don't mind if I do. All right. So you get a hold three. Um, What happened here recently? You can tell by the way the sleeping bag is opened that whoever was in it, as soon as you walked away, they flung it open and they ran out of camp. What here is useful or valuable to me? Inside of the sleeping bag, you notice there's a pretty viscous film. But when you see it with your bardic lore, you know that it is the residue that is left behind when a doppelganger changes its shape. Oh, God. How do you know that? Uh, So at one point in the war, a doppelganger was coming in like the thing and like taking over the identities of people in our camp. And it took a while to sort it out through like asking questions only other person would know and, Uh and suggesting things that we know don't make sense, but it wouldn't know didn't make sense. Um, but so once we picked up on who it was and we started kind of following its trail, okay, it's this person now, it's this person now, we realized we could follow that yucky mess that it left behind when it changed to literally know where it was going. Okay. So I guess, what should I be on the lookout for? As you're bent down looking, you hear some pretty heavy breathing from a tree about 10 feet away and you can see what now seems to be a fairly large shadow peeking around the tree. And it is watching you from behind that tree, but it does not notice that you have caught it out of the corner of your eye. Uh, I'm going to turn back around and yell to the other TJ that was back across the camp. Hey, Tank. What? Did you soil your sleeping bag? What? I'm trying to get some sleep, man. I've got last watch. Come on. No, this one over here. Come look. You were just sleeping in the sleeping bag. Come here. What? How'd you get over there? Get over here. Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay. I'm going to get up and look at what he's talking about, I guess. All right. So you get up and you go across the camp and 
Sure enough, he's standing next to a mostly empty sleeping bag, but there is kind of a film in it. And I turn my back to where I know that the doppelganger is so that I'm facing Tank and he's facing the doppelganger. And I'm like, you are just sleeping in this sleeping bag right here. And it looks like you peed in it. And uh, but I'm just like trying to gesture over my shoulder with like a like a kill motion on my neck. There's a thing. I don't know if you'll pick that up at all. I don't know how to <laughs> how to make that noticeable. Yeah. So he is trying to like you just see him kind of twitching his eyes over his shoulder. I assume I don't have to roll for anything like that, do I? I mean, I mean, I think this is just how well do you know Jake? Would you pick up on his cues? I, I think I would know him pretty well. And also literally here at the table, the second that Jake kind of just shifted his body to like widen his shoulders, we all went, <laughs> we know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, you glance over his shoulder where he has indicated uh, roll discern realities. Okay. Uh, that would be a nine. All right. You get a hold one. What should I be on the lookout for? So as you see Jake kind of giving you the high sign, you look over his shoulder and you see a very strange sight. You see about 15 feet away, Jake looking at you from behind a tree. I'm standing wide eyed <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glancing back and forth between. The Jake in front of me and the Jake in the distance and back and forth and back and forth. And as you're looking, the one behind the tree leans out. Tank, he's stealing our identities. Kill him. Uh, 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 uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, this is what I was afraid of. Um, uh, you drive a blue car. Fuck, I don't know. I don't remember the model of your car. You, he's the fake one. I swear to God. <laughs> All right. And Jake's the, uh, yeah, the one. From behind the tree gets out and starts to walk up towards the group. What was the present you gave me when we used to play Pathfinder? I'm going to just look at the other one and go, go on, answer him. That sounds like someone who doesn't know the answer trying to make me go first. I'll look back at TJ. Nunchucks. Kill him. I will kill the one who absolutely did not say nunchucks. All right. Uh, roll hack and slash. That would be a seven. All right, roll your damage. Oh, and I have a new power now that allows me to do 1d4 extra damage. Oh, that's right. It's called Merciless, and it helps out, I, I think. I got a seven total. What are you using? You just woke up from bed. You've come over just using your bare hands. Uh, I'm going to bare knuckle brawl this guy. I'm going to knock him to the ground and start pummeling him. All right, so you punch this other Jake square in the face, and he reaches out, and one of his hands transforms into a claw, and he rakes it across your chest, and you take five points of damage. Copy that. Jake, there's a brawl happening next to you now. Um, I am armed, right? I was on first watch. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like I, I wouldn't try to attack it. This is such, like, close quarters fighting that I think I'm afraid to clip TJ, so... Mm, or I'm the sleeping people around you. Yeah, so I am going to start singing a song to buff TJ to increase his damage. Okay, roll your arcane art. Uh, eight. All right, so you sing, uh, and you see the glow envelop the two people in combat. Uh-oh, you're going to punch good, but so is he. <laughs> uh, TJ, you are on the ground tussling uh, with this creature that looks like Jake, but has one big clawed hand. Um, I want to try and get my arm around what I would assume is a semblance of some kind of neck and start doing the whole grab his head by by one arm and just pummel him with punches. Just like, a, just like an 80s bully? Yeah. <laughs> just put him in a headlock and punch him? Yeah. All right, roll hack and slash. That would be a seven again. Okay, roll your damage, and I believe that Jake's song gives you an extra D4. Accurate. Dang. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, 11. All right. You grab this thing by the head and you start to just punch at it. And I assume that you are filled with adrenaline because it looks like your buddy and it almost tricked you into fighting your other buddy. And you land a couple of very solid hits uh, and the nose breaks and you feel it fall to the ground limp. Um, I'm going to toss it down to the ground, its limp body, and I'm going to check to see if it actually is alive still or dead by just kind of poking it with my foot. It's dead. Does it still look like me? Yeah. As it lays there, no, because its face is so bashed in. Uh, (laughs) But the form of its body after five, six seconds transforms into what you know as its original form. And it is really pale, white flesh, pretty much devoid of features. Whoa. Uh, all right. I'm going to try not to read too deeply into what just happened (laughs) and the perverse pleasure you took in destroying my face (laughs) or, or your silence. (laughs) Um, what the hell is this? This is a, it's a doppelganger. I guess it shapeshifts. It turns into other people and I don't know why. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm very glad that it's dead. The only downside is we don't know why still, but this thing was going to mess us up. Right. Are these like wild creatures? I, I wonder. Um, What else do I know about doppelgangers? Can I? Yeah, you can spout lore if you like. Sure. Is that intelligence? It is. Dang it. That's a six. All right. And so with spout lore on a six and under, you get an unfortunate truth. And the unfortunate truth in this instance is that a doppelganger never travels alone. It always travels with a mimic. Jake rolled Dex. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Eight. All right, Jake, you take six points of damage as the sleeping bag sprouts teeth and bites onto your leg. <gasps> oh, my, my God. God. I assume we haven't gotten the heal from making camp yet. That right? is correct, because you have not slept yet. All right. I'm not dead yet. TJ. Yes. This sleeping bag lunges at Jake and starts chewing on his leg. I'm going to pull it right off and I'm going to slam it down on the ground on the opposite side of myself. All right. Roll defend. That's a six. Oh, shit. You go to reach down and grab onto this mimic and roll decks. Oh, boy. That's that's an okay stat. However, when I roll a four, it's a shit stat. Oh, my God. So you reach out to grab a hold of the sleeping bag that is chewing on Jake, and it opens from the other side, and the whole thing stretches over you, closes around you, and zips closed, and you fall to the ground encased inside of this mimic, and you take one point of armor-defeating damage as acid starts to pour over you. Oh, my God. It's going to digest me over thousands of years. Eh, Probably over the course of 30, 40 seconds. Jake. Bighorn, a sleeping bag is eating tank. Shut up. I'm sleeping. For the love of God, help. And I guess I will probably start awake and look around. Yeah. Clear as day uh, over by the fire. You see Jake standing kind of stunned. He is bleeding from the leg and there is a sleeping bag on the ground completely sealed up thrashing about so i think i want to like bound down but i think i was just in lynx form while i was sleeping up here just to be kind of small and up there but i i think i want to leap down and turn into a bear or something more fighty and bigger okay um before i try to hit it all right so roll shapeshift okay that's a 13. Dang. All right, you get a hold three. Okay. Um, and then I want to hold it with my teeth. Okay, roll hack and slash. 
That's a nine. All right, roll your damage. And that's four damage. Okay, and you take six points of damage. Uh, okay. I think, TJ, you are inside, um, and while you're inside of this, you have a minus one ongoing. I want to see if I can't grab the inside of this thing and just start tearing at it. Oh, like you're trying to pull it open to pull yourself out? Yeah. All right, so roll con minus one. That's a nine. Okay, so you get to pick one. You can get out, you can deal your damage to the mimic, or none of your stuff is ruined. But my stuff. (laughs) I want to get out. Okay. So you're able to claw your way out of this thing, and the acid is very potent, uh, and your armor value of your armor uh, is reduced by one. How much armor do you have now? I have, I think, just plus one armor then. Right, because you've lost your shield and Mm -hmm. now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you are out. So, Jake, you see TJ, like Ace Ventura, uh, <laughs> birthed out of this sleeping bag. Okay, uh, I want to take my sword, and I want to just spear this thing into the ground so that it can't move anymore. All right, uh, roll defend. Four. In that case, roll dex. I, I'm so upset with the new dice I just got. I am rolling horribly. That's dex, that's a three. Okay, so you take two points of damage, armor defeating. As the sleeping bag, after getting shucked off of TJ, flops over and opens up and you step inside of it on accident as you step forward to grab it and it just climbs up the outside of your body and closes. Tass, you have just seen TJ crawl out of this sleeping bag only for Jake to accidentally step on it and get swallowed by it. Um, I just think that I am in the mode of trying to keep hitting this thing. All right. Roll hack and slash. That's an 11. All right, roll your damage. Yes. Ugh, three. Uh, you notice that your attacks are just glancing off of the exterior of the sleeping bag. I'm, I'm barely hitting this thing. TJ. I want to grab this thing on two sides of it and just rip if I can. Like, just pull it apart. Oh, so you're, okay, so you're trying to get Jake out? Yes. Okay, roll defy danger with strength. Will do. Hey. Oh, mama, uh, that's an 11. All right, so you grab a hold of this and you pull it down Jake like you're shucking a banana. And <laughs> <laughs> I should have said corn, but mixed food metaphors. Yeah. Um, but Jake is out and it, this thing is wriggling ferociously in your hands. Uh, I want to slam it on the ground if I can. All right, roll hack and slash. That is a 10. All right, roll your damage. Uh, and a reminder of the actual mechanics that if you roll full success, you can forego not taking a hit to do a bigger hit. That's true. Remember, you can add a D6 That's and true. let it hit you. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. So I'm rolling with not only a D10, but a D6 and a D4 together for damage. That is 11 points of damage. You slam this thing onto the ground and it seems stunned for a moment, but it is still kicking. Jake. I'm so scared to try to heal my friends. <laughs> I'm going to heal the sleeping bag. Just whisper it in my ear, buddy. Because <laughs> you guys are look pretty rough, right? Yeah. I'm all right. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna sing the uh, new and improved healing song for Tass. Okay. What is the new and improved healing song? It's now Making the Most of the Night by Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, and it is the... Uh, I, can't, I can't muster this song in my head right now for some reason. I'm having like a musical block. I can't help you. Yeah, same. There, like, there is a line in it that is pretty good. I healed you for no. 2d8, <laughs> making the most of the night. No, it's, 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 uh, 
what I got, you need it. And I'll run to your side when your heart is bleeding. I'm coming <laughs> to get you. All right, roll it. Echo, my heart is literally bleeding. Ten. Oh. All right, roll your new and improved healing. Please be good. Fourteen. Oh, damn. Shoot, dog. Full health. Tess, Boom. you feel reinvigorated. What are you doing? Okay, so I've been hitting this thing's exterior and nothing has been happening. So I think what I want to try to do, I don't know if this would be getting into hold area or what, but I essentially want to just use the bulk of my bear form to like get paws around its mouth and just split this thing open so that its meaty, nasty inside mouth is open and exposed for them to hit. Okay, roll defy danger with strength. To reach up and you're going to try to open this thing's mouth and keep it open so that the other two have shots at its soft insides. Okay. That's an eight. So um, could I use that as essentially a hold as if um, I'm using the the bears just full on strength to do this? Oh, like with the ram. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So you could use one of your hold to bump this up to a full success. I will absolutely then. Okay, so you are able to pry this thing's mouth open and kind of stand across the opening you have made uh, so that there is an opening underneath your legs where they can see all of its insides and there's a tongue in there waggling around. Yeah, TJ, you now see Tass in bear form straddling this thing's mouth, uh, making a big opening for you. Get it! Uh, I'm going to put my foot into it and just stomp down as hard as I can into the its gutsy innards. All right, roll hack and slash. Nine. Okay, roll damage. Ten. So being a dwarf, you're pretty small and you're able to scurry between Tass's legs and get inside of this thing's open mouth. <laughs> and you slam down as hard as you can with both feet and you must crush something important because it goes instantly limp and starts to almost dissolve. Whoa. Okay. I hate it here. I'm going to go over to my sleeping bag and start stomping the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to, like, pound it. (laughs) Okay. So, real quick, Jake, um, how did you know this about the Mimic? Uh, So, when we were tracking down the other one, the the doppelganger, Uh. at some point we had it cornered and it tried to, like, make an offer to negotiate and... Uh, someone grabbed a chair to pull up to kind of sit to face it, and the chair just started eating. Oh, him. <laughs> oh shit! God. Did it eat him? No, it tried. Okay, got a lot of good bites in. He's still alive and has that arm. Wow. Um. So at this point, everyone in the camp is obviously awake, and they're pretty shaken. They have seen what's been going on, and they're all just kind of looking to you guys. Uh, don't worry. Everything's okay. We took care of it. Uh, as you can see by the goopy mess. The thing is dead, so we're all safe. We had a doppelganger and a mimic in our midst. And Reginald chimes in, oh yeah, they always travel in a pair. (laughs) Oh, do they? So I've learned. (laughs) Do they, Reggie? (laughs) Well, the pair is dead. Was that thing living with us the whole time? Like, was it in the cage with us? I don't know. Now that everything's calmed down, can I look around for either like tracks or a lack thereof to see if this thing's been here the whole time. Oh, like looking around where the sleeping bag slash mimic was. Yeah. And like, just, you know, has that, is there a dirt dirt kicked up on the way there or is it like it just was there the whole time? Yeah. Uh, rule discern realities. Uh, eight. All right. You get to hold one. Uh, what happened here recently? Yeah. So as you look around the camp, there is no indication that 
this thing came from outside. It seems like it was here the whole time. I mean, from what I can tell, everybody, there aren't any tracks on the way here or anything. This thing has been traveling with the party. It made camp with us. Presumably, it's been with us since Tombwall. It was there with you guys. As you say this, everyone in the camp starts to look at each other a little differently, and you can see that they are moving away from some people and getting closer to others, like they're making little clusters of people probably doesn't help that they see me just like pounding on my sleeping bag (laughs) yes it confuses them i'm sure some of them actually start joining in (laughs) on their own like the kids are all stomping on theirs they think it's a game everybody it's all right go back to sleep we're still keeping guard see look we're good at this huh kept watch killed the bad things doing a good job so rest easy go back to sleep have Wonderful dreams, and we'll keep moving in the morning. I imagine by this time, everybody's already starting to move away, and he's just talking to himself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to convince myself more than anything. Uh, Jake, roll parlay. Okay. Seven. So yeah, everybody still seems a little uneasy. It seems like they need some kind of reassurance from you that this space is safe and that there's nothing else in here that's going to get them. Uh, Look, we've got a guy who can turn into animals. Uh, Bighorn, surely you could sniff out if there was anything here, right? Oh, yeah. Bears have really, really good uh, sense of smell. Do you smell any more evil creatures? Um, Could I invoke a a hold from the bear to just sniff around and see if there's any more mimics? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Um, Then, yeah, I would do that. I'd go over and kind of sniff both of these bodies and just go up to each person, staying, you know, not, not aggressive, just calm and sniff through to see if I can tell yeah you were able to go over to the corpse of the doppelganger and the kind of puddle that is left of the mimic (laughs) uh, and they have a very strong distinct oily smell um, and you do not smell it anywhere else in the camp okay yeah everybody's good everybody's fine i think so uh yeah looks like we can relax there we go straight from the bear's mouth uh guys are we done i need to get some sleep i've got last watch so i need that sleep (laughs) I, yeah, as far as I know, we're done. You guys can go back and kick it. I'll resume my watch here. Um, I think I would just pop back into a small cat form, probably just a lynx again, and crawl back up in the tree and say, all right, just yell if you need anything. Okay, roll your shapeshift. Mm, that's a 10. Uh, so the rest of the evening goes by without any kind of interruption. Um, you all go through your time of being on watch, uh, and come the morning, everybody has healed half of your hit points. Anything you want to do in the morning? We should probably like destroy the doppelganger corpse or something or bring it along. I don't know. Probably not just leave it here in the woods. Yeah, probably. Let's just bring it along and like give it to, I don't know, whoever's in charge in the town we're going to. Just be like, hey, FYI, if you don't know, this is a doppelganger and we killed one. The city's a little safer. You're welcome. You know, like as a as a present, as an offering. Ooh, that's a great idea. Um, Can't hurt. Yeah, I guess I'm going to get my sleeping bag out and we can use it as a body bag. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you put the doppelganger corpse into your sleeping bag and drag it along behind you. Yep. We're going to make a very serious statement when we figure out that this place is a city of sh- doppelgangers. Uh-oh. So you travel for three or four more hours. It is uneventful, but as you travel, the sea gets closer and closer. Uh, and then in the distance, you are able to see the small dockside town. As you get up to it, you notice that the whole town is built on top of a 
wooden platform like it is not raised but it seems like it must be there if there is flooding that maybe the town floats or it has something to do with all of the things that happen uh, with the sea and the rising tides here as the seasons pass so tell me what's changed since the last time i was here because i have a move called a port in the storm when you return to a civilized settlement you visited before tell the gym when you were last here and they'll tell you how it's changed since then well when were you last here uh, I think I realized that I was last here that I took a boat in here, not even like a ship, not even a mighty ship, like a little boat that I remember it's been almost a decade since something happened and I was kind of on my own and I had managed to just buy passage on somebody's little fishing boat and ended up in this town. Uh, the thing that you notice as you approach is that there is a new set of docks. They don't have two. They actually have three and that one of them is designed for much larger ships. So it seems like they must be getting more and more imports and exports from this city specifically. I think just out loud, I just go, oh, good for them. A city on the grow. <laughs> <laughs> no longer a town, but a city. But yeah, you find yourselves at Nottermore by the Bay. What do you want to do? I want to get food for all these people. And I want to get rid of this dead body that I'm lugging about. Where should I take this, Jake? Do I know anything based on my, you know, inter and important location? You know a piece of the history? Do I know where the whoever runs the town is? Yeah. If you're trying to figure out specifically where the person in charge is, this is a big enough city and it's a port city um, that it's an important place. And you know that it would be at the center of town because... As you're kind of thinking back through your memories, you know that this, as I said before, is built on top of this wooden plank almost, but it is a perfect square. And so the center of town uh, is where the person in charge would live. Uh, we're just heading for the dead center of this town, I think. So Tass, do you want to run them to like an, uh, an inn or a pub or whatever and get them all some grub while we go drop off the doppelganger? Works for me. Uh, so Tash, you break off. Um, there's a lot of people working the docks. There are a number of people working at um, different shops, all kinds of things. Anything you guys would be looking for, you could probably find here. Um, you don't have any issue finding a small little place where you can get everybody a meal. Yep, and I'd be happy to pay for it. Okay, so um, what kind of meal are you buying them? A hearty meal for one is one coin. A poor meal for a family is one coin. Um, rations is in here somewhere. Uh, rations come with like uses. So like five uses is three coins. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't think I have a concept of any of this now and they've been through an ordeal. So I think what I want to do is buy each of them a hearty meal. Okay. Um, and then also buy each of them the, the five days ration. All right. So that'll be 44 gold. Okay. And no one is here to tell me not to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jake and TJ, you are dragging this sleeping bag through the town. And as you get to the center, there is a very old looking cottage standing at the center of town. All right. We'll go knock on the door. And as he's knocking, I'm looking at Jake and thinking, hey, remember that time we went to the mayor's house? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's hope this goes more cleanly. There is a body there, too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the door opens uh, and there is a young elven woman. Can I help you? Hi, we're looking for the the town leader. Oh, yes. Uh, do you have an appointment or? No, no, we're actually just visitors. We just came in this morning, um, but we have not a gift exactly, but something we would like to show them. Uh, and as she starts to turn around inside, a figure steps forward and moves her to open the door. And what you see standing in front of you is a very ancient looking woman. And she smiles and you see metal teeth. 
Oh, it's all right. I've been expecting them. Come in, boys. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Modes of thought in Interran literature. Second year classics, Harvard University. Seven years ago, a Chinese military sub accidentally went down in the Pacific Ocean. Turns out, the sub fell smack in front of a gigantic three-sided pyramid in the ruins of what we now call Dark City. This Interran lit class. Seems like there's a lot of debate about it. Legally, I cannot stop you from teaching this class, but I strongly advise that what? you... You know what? If you want to tank your reputation, that's on you. You don't believe a word I say about Antara, right? You're right. I do not believe Antara exists. I need to know. Is it real? You came all the way to China to find out? Okay, everyone, get out right now. Now, Raquel... What the hell are you doing? I'm gonna cut my hand, and you're all gonna feel it. Ow! See? I told you. Modes of Thought in Interran Literature. An audio drama. Produced by Wolf of the Door Studios. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.